The following is a conversation. It has the features of any conversation, such as imperfectly expressed thoughts, ill-considered opinions, and the notions of several sleep-deprived brains. Try not to get your stethoscope in a twist about it. Oh, oh wow, okay. Wow, all right, rude. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, okay. that's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't restart it. Have us talking over the yeah, top. Yeah, talk over the intro. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that... Because you said cold opens, I'm like, oh yeah, and I pushed record. <laughs> but I forgot that you guys were talking. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I should do. We, yes. Yeah. Cold opens Why not? would be so Let's just good. Do it. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Coat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Shortcoat Podcast. <laughs> the show that gives you an inside look at medical school from the students drinking from that fire hose, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Atler. With me today in the SCP studio, the sweetest little cranberry. It's M2, Matt Engelkin. Howdy. She's a big, juicy, half-life turkey leg. It's MD-PhD student Miranda Skeen. Accurate. <laughs> He's everyone's favorite potato. Which one did I choose? M2, <laughs> Happy Kumar. I consider myself more of like a fry, like a curly fry. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And and he's the wine that makes you not care that you have to listen to Aunt Cecile slide anecdotes into every conversation about your smarter, more successful cousin Richard, who's already VP at some hedge fund. <laughs> it's Chirayu Shukla. Dave, that was the longest intro I've ever heard you say, like since I've been on here. I know, but... I feel honored. Just, I feel like a lot, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that, thought went into that specific... Yeah, that, there's a whole, like, Dave unpacked some trauma in that intro. There were, there <laughs> were multiple revisions. <laughs> Can we just acknowledge how Matt was the sweet little cranberry? <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt, you're my sweet little cranberry. Thank I've always you. thought that of you. Oh, that's so sweet. I love being sweet and little. Those are two things that describe myself. <laughs> no comment. <coughs> oh, God. I would also like to mention for the listeners that three of us literally just left an exam and walked in here <laughs> so the vibes are interesting oh yeah and one of us had nothing to do today <laughs> uh, yeah and also like it's the friday right before break yeah. so the vibes oh. are we literally do not care yeah, our brains are not <laughs> on a functional level anymore perfect time to podcast like, as happy was walking out of the exam he looked at me and was like shocked that i was taking a test i'm like bro <laughs> you he, he, <laughs> said, he said that you made eye contact on the way out and that, and, and that you would be late well i wasn't <laughs> good job yeah the, as happy alluded to the show will come out on thanksgiving day and you guys officially have <gasps> the whole week off yeah i don't but uh, good uh, for you guys. I was going to say, I'm not sure about Miranda. But, but yeah, I mean, I, ha I have experiments planned for uh, all the way up till yeah. the Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. But As an MD-PhD oh, student, you, you work on a totally different schedule. Yep. And that's fine. Before the show, Chirayu and I discussed his Thanksgiving, his holiday habits, and <laughs> they are yeah. zero. They are none. <laughs> yeah. He claims to have never celebrated an American... Or he's claimed never to celebrate a Western holiday, a Western, I don't know what the right term is. Like, and and even Diwali. Uh, Diwali's I'm iffy on. I, my parents <laughs> will celebrate it. 
and I will happily take the gifts they give me. But whether or not I feel like I'm part of it, I'm probably not. Okay. So. All right. I I want to call BS because we did talk about your Halloween costume that you use every year. Is Halloween a holiday? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess I. That was a bad take. Yeah. <laughs> I no no I've, that was a genuine question it wasn't a take uh, then I guess in the most minimal effort type of way I do participate in Halloween Halloween's I, one of the higher effort yeah, holidays like, I feel like if you I wear mean, a costume lo- you're participating at a high well, level I guess I celebrate the spirit of Halloween but how okay. much effort I put into it I don't know okay you, I, no 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 you technically celebrate exactly Halloween. Yeah, yeah you don't spiritually celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I feel like some holidays though kind of like transcend beyond like. Kind of like their original, like kind of like religious, like purposes or whatever. Yeah. Like, like my parents are, are Hindu, but they like celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. because all Americans do. Yeah. Like, like you can like watch the Grinch and like give gifts to your family and celebrate like having a good time and not be religious. I mean, you could you could do that any time of year. It's not like yeah, that's you know, true. It's only acceptable yeah. during Christmas. But, but like exactly. Christmas, for all intents and purposes, is an American holiday anymore, and not just a Christian holiday. Yeah. Like like the Christians do it just where it's like we go to church on Christmas. Like every like everything else about Christmas is like it's just American culture at this point. It yeah. got assimilated outward. I'm actually going to do something over break. Uh, <gasps> I know I'm a little scared. Uh, I reach out to a couple people at home and I'm gonna shadow at home for a couple days so I think that'll be fun okay um, oh, cute. and then I'm coming oh, back cute. I know. So, sorry that did, that came out a bit sorry Aww. how dare you what are you doing uh, Miranda once your experiments are done <laughs> we're gonna go to Chicago the next weekend for funds yeah I bet so are we oh really you should go to the Doctor Who convention on Thanksgiving wait there's oh well not on Thanksgiving we're uh, going I think it's after. the day after Thanksgiving okay I'm not really sure about that I'm being dragged there I will sit in the lobby of the hotel in, in Lombard Illinois oh, and, gosh. and giggle you should have not told a big Doctor me Who fan. I'm a huge I mean, Doctor I, Who fan I love this I, I, it's one of the it's one of the good ones. It's one of the good uh, in Lombard, Illinois. Wait, what do you mean one of the good one? One of the good what? Like Doctor Who, Doctor Who cons. Oh, okay. Have you been to a lot? If you're not a fan, I'm confused. I take my wife's word. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> for this, yes, I, yeah. I go. I go at when when my family goes, and I, as I said, I, I sit in the lobby and have a have a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doctor Who fans are. <laughs> Doctor Who convention goers are pretty special bunch. Yep. Yeah, well, good. That sounds like a productive, magical week. Matt? Dave? We love to complain here at the Short Coat, but Uh since it's our Thanksgiving episode, did you have something in mind as the producer of the show? I think that we should spend a little bit of time talking about things that we're grateful for. Oh, that's so cute. Just like shadowing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I wanted to talk about, I guess, is especially since I know that there's a lot of pre-meds that listen to this show. I think we can start by being thankful for the people that got us to where we are today. Uh, so like professors, mentors, obviously parents. Anybody come to mind? Shout out to Dr. Phillips from the University of Missouri. <laughs> Oh, he tell us about Dr. Phillips. He took me under his wing freshman year. And the only way I can describe him is kind of like the Gordon Ramsay of pre-med advisors. So he was like a biology teacher, but he <laughs> I don't like, know how I feel about this, but OK. <laughs> OK, so so he's a biology teacher and he taught cell bio and like high level histology. 
And like, so biology was to like the sophomores and juniors and histology was to the seniors. <laughs> and his histology class was like notoriously difficult. It combined histology, pathophys, physiology, and like cell biology all in one. Each exam was two, was three hours long. It was a one hour long, like 50 slides. What's on these slides. And then it was a two hour long, eight page long essay exam. And you had that like every month. And so like you learned, I learned a lot in it and everything. And the funny thing is that Mizzou Med, on the first day of histology, they will show you like a picture of his face and be like, hey, if you had histology at Mizzou undergrad, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and, okay. and, and so that's just kind of like setting the stage for like, just kind of like how hardcore this guy is. But anyway, I call him the Gordon Ramsay of pre-med advisors simply because like he, his heart's in the right place. You know, all the advice that he's given me was like incredible. And he, he supported me and helped me become where I am today. But also at the same time, where other pre-med advisors I feel like sugarcoat things, he doesn't. And he never did for me. I feel like the, the, my, my understanding of pre-med advisors is often the opposite. That, yeah. that they tell you you're never going to get into medical school, <laughs> right. even if that's you know, right. patently not true. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but your, your guy sounds like he actually knows what he's talking about. Oh, yeah. He, so like just for the listeners out there, I was a re-applicant. So I applied my senior year of undergrad, got rejected everywhere, reapplied during my gap year, and then I got a couple acceptances from there. But he wrote me a letter of recommendation and before that, he gave me like a one hour long mock interview beforehand. And after the mock interview, he looked at my CV and my app and my personal statement. He said, I think you have a shot and you're a reasonable apl- applicant to some MD schools, but a strong one for a bunch of DO schools. I think you're going to get a couple interviews at MD schools, but I don't think you're going to make it farther than that. And that was exactly what happened, <laughs> which is, which is kind of a far cry. And, and I mean, he gave me a bunch of stuff to improve and he was like, this is what you're lacking. And that was what I worked on like during my gap year and for the rest of my senior year. And it worked like I'm over here today and I'm a much stronger applicant in person, but like, especially from me where like my pre-med advisors were like, they weren't like that great. They'd either be like, oh, you're a surefire way of getting in or, oh, I don't know. I mean, I literally yeah. had a pre-med advisor who, like, I showed them my schedule and their words were, so what am I looking at here? Oh, my gosh. You know? Whereas, like, he was like, were people scared of him? Yes. Did people think he was too harsh? Yes. But did everything he say, like, was it true? Also, yes. And That's like, the hard part about speaking yeah. truth to people is oh, that yeah. people don't like to hear it. And, and, and I mean, like... And if you can find somebody, I sound, if you can find yeah. somebody who will tell you the truth, even if you don't want to hear it, that's... Right. That's cool. Right. And like, and the Gordon Ramsay from his cooking shows, I thought it was like the same way. Like if he saw someone who was like down, he would praise them and try to elevate them. But if he saw someone that like had their head too far up in their clouds, he'd at least ground them and give them some realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated that. And that's who I'm thankful for, for my advisor, I guess. Anybody else who want to want to mention a person who has helped them get where they are today? Shout out to Dr. Stegmuller from Iowa State. Mm. <clears throat> she was my research mentor. I guess the thing that I'm most like grateful for for being part of her lab was I'm not a guy who like does research. <laughs> I just I'm not. I doesn't do research. Doesn't I, do holidays. I mean, I can't do the same thing every day over and over again. It just kind of I get bored really quickly. So she like she let me do the things I like 
in a way that also like involved research. So I was able to make a lot of short films. I was able to make a documentary on people who had Parkinson's disease because we worked with patients who had Parkinson's as part of our research. And also she was like kind of the one that pushed me to like do stand up more. Mm. And my like my second ever performance was actually in front of a bunch of like people that had Parkinson's in their families and stuff. So I had to keep it the most clean I'd ever kept it. But it was also just okay, like if I can make a room like like that laugh then it was also like it gave me more confidence overall that's a good boss quality is somebody who looks at what you're good at and what you want to do and tries to find ways for you to engage that part of you right and the thing i'm most grateful for is she let me like she let me do things i like on this like but they didn't ever feel like it didn't they all had a purpose so it's kind of yeah it kind of lets me apply that over in med school too. Like I do the things I like, but it's for a purpose. I don't just do them just to like not be, you know, doing doing, right. (laughs) Yeah. Do it. Like I don't just do things not to like study in med school. I do things because I truly do believe that this is going to help me be a better person. And it's going to help me. Miranda. Oh, I have most of the people I'm grateful for are research mentors, at least in terms of like people who like helped me, sort of develop my skills. So Dr. Singh from Oklahoma, Dr. Christina Stallings at WashU were two of my big like research mentors, especially Dr. Stallings. I was only in her lab for a month at WashU in St. Louis, but it was one of the best like summers of my life because like she kind of gave me an opportunity to be independent and to guide my own research and to like really stretch my skills which was awesome and then also Aaron Skull who was a grad student I, I think it's doctor it's Dr. Aaron Skull now excuse me because um, she, she was a grad student when I was an undergrad in Dr. Singh's lab and oh my gosh that girl was awesome she was awesome nice she was yeah she was such a good mentor we spent so much time together <laughs> I'll go in a different direction than y'all somebody that I'm really thankful for from my undergrad experience was Dr. Stalter my choir director in college He obviously didn't, like, help me do research or apply to med school. He did write a letter of rec, though. But the one thing that he did the most for me was he was one of the first professors that actually, like, knew who I was. I'm not the kind of person that, like, talks in class or gets involved. I like to more be, like, a fly on the wall. But in choir, you can't be a fly on the wall. And so he was really good at, like, treating us all like humans one thing that he'd always say going into class is like whatever you're whatever's going on outside doesn't matter right now. The only thing that we can focus on right now is singing and like sounding the best we can and creating like it's cheesy but like creating a harmony and a community and you need everybody's full effort to do that and you need everybody's like vulnerability and things like that. But one thing I really got out of that is it wasn't like a class for me. It was a break from the rest of the day, which especially as a pre-med student, we all need breaks from the day. Like Shirayu said, you have to do everything you do intentionally. And he was somebody like right when I started college that and then like all the way through was like you need to be like intentional with what you do outside of what you have to do, because whenever you're doing things that are meaningful to you that aren't you know requirements then that time is valuable and that time is important and like yeah we go on like the short code and complain about school but at the same time like the reason we're on short the short code is like we're all friends and pals here and like I wouldn't want to talk for this long if like I didn't have a connection with people 
and those kind of things I feel like you need to focus on rather than just like let them happen and you need you need a little bit of what's the right word intention 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 is a great word what about people that are helping you now yeah that was actually going to be I planned that to be the thing I was grateful for which is like I mean, community is a little bit of a broad word, but just in terms of like my med school and grad school peer communities, my family, like just everybody who like I can run into their bay and be like, hey, can I have your ear for like five minutes? I'm sorry. I'm having a bad day. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then also I do want to give a shout out to my actual research mentor, who's Dr. Chris Ahern, without whom I would be floundering and lost because he is wonderful. I wanted to thank some of the people in my personal life Uh just because last year was a really tough year for me. Look, before you do, you you don't have to to thank me. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay, I'll just take that part out. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Last year was a very tough year for me. And even this year, it hasn't exactly been like the easiest for me personally. There's just been a lot of things going on. But I got to a point probably in like January where I was probably at the lowest of my lows. And... My parents, my two best friends, Noah and Tristan, my friend Jacob in Illinois, and then just even Matt and Happy, they have... Even Matt and Happy? Yeah. Wow. Well, we became friends recently this year. I don't... Like, okay. we didn't really talk much first year, mm-hmm. but even, like, playing tennis with you guys or hanging out with Happy more and more, I mean, it's picked me up and, like, kind of, like, built me up in a way that I didn't expect to happen, like, this year, and I think I'm a lot happier now than I've ever been, and it wouldn't have been without you guys, so oh. thanks. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. Oh, uh, I mean, first off, uh, I'm thankful for my research mentor, Dr. Catherine Olinger. Um, oh, yeah. She is a badass, and I look up to her. <laughs> uh, and plus, she also handles all of dealing with me, which, in my opinion, is probably difficult like in itself. So the fact that she could do all that and still like you know get all of her stuff done, like. Like, that speaks volumes. (laughs) You know, I suspect it's an underappreciated aspect of mentorship, which is the fact that it's a lot of, it could be a lot of work if it's done well. Yeah. Right. Uh, Actually, if I may, I may have actually told this anecdote before. It's a short anecdote, but a a couple months ago, I remember I was having like some problems with this particular like research process I was trying to do this particular method and so I was relying on Chris a lot and one day I just like went up to his office and I was like hey do you have a second and he's like no what's up like like you could tell he was like super busy but and he had like five people come up to his door that day but he's still like okay nope what's up what's going on and like I don't obviously you know there are times when he needs to shut the office door because like no I'm in a meeting I need to get crap done but like the rest of the time I can't tell you how good it is to have a mentor that is that open and willing to like inconvenience themselves when you need help it's the greatest gift oh yeah like 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 I'm good with putting in the work but I also like don't have a lot of like research experience like mm-hmm. doing like for instance like writing abstract or designing posters and everything and I mean like She's like edited, I think like seven drafts of an abstract that I sent to her before, or like we're on like version like five or six of my poster for the summer research stuff before I presented it. And I feel like it must be really, really difficult or for sure is difficult to basically like, you know, teach someone how to make an entire scientific poster or an entire scientific article and then be patient with them the entire time yeah well they're like really nervous about it and they keep asking you about like what font their period should be in and it's like "Ah." so i'm thankful for dr olinger i'm thankful for my friends jacob matt shirayu maddie lydia caroline say alex also my friends back home logan trevor mikey 
they all they have all kept me sane the thing that i've kind of learned is that like medical school and real life often don't really kind of match up like i had like a friend pass away and i had to study for a test like within like a week or two and it's kind of like these are the people that are gonna keep me elevated and i should cherish that and that's what i do okay I'll just make a blanket statement and say my friends. Hopefully they know who they are. <laughs> I don't I don't want to list them all out. Although that was very impressive. Happy. That was. Another thing that I'm really thankful for is I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are just willing to help. Mm-hmm. Whether that be like here at the College of Medicine with like OSAC or different people just like checking in on you. But one thing in particular that I was really thankful for over the summer is I was just like going about my rotation i was doing anesthesia and by that point i was kind of bored with anesthesia but one of the other doctors that i was like going to be shadowing the anesthesia person for they came up to me and they're like hey do you want to scrub in and i was like well i've never scrubbed in before but if you're gonna let me then sure and i was like like without even she she didn't i don't even think she knew that i was like there or supposed to be there and she was immediately like, hey, I see that, like you're a med student. Do you want to come like see what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I ended up shadowing her more later. She's one of the OB, OB guys in Dubuque, Dr. Woodoff. But she was immediately like, hey, I want to like get you involved. I want you to see everything. And it was really cool. And I think like right now, my top choice is OB guy. And I think a lot of that is just because across the board, there are people that were willing to like go the extra step to take me under their wing and to like think about me when it's so easy to not think about students yeah can i add something because i want to give a shout out to a group of people that i don't think get shouted out enough and that is patients who are willing to let medical students either like a ask them a bunch of questions about their weird rare diagnosis or b like do basic level procedures on them under supervision because it's like you know i remember doing like my first joint injection and like i'm sure I looked terrifying because my hands were shaking the whole time and all I did was push the plunger, but it's still like (laughs) one of those experiences that is so awesome as a medical student. And like, that's not saying the patients who don't want that are bad by any means, but the patients that do allow us to do that are just such wonderful gifts and you help us so much. So thank you. Good call. What about, what about the people that continue to make you a sort of a well-rounded person, take your mind off of school? Mm. That's true. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm grateful for horses. Horses. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a horse person? I do. Oh yeah. Um, maybe I've forgotten that you are. Yeah. That you're into that. No, I. I oh, in February I started volunteering at a therapeutic riding center. So on Saturday mornings I just go up and I like feed the horses and groom them and then like let them back out into the pasture and just like spending two hours in a barn in the cold with horses is genuinely very therapeutic. Or or when we have classes, also doing that even when it's nice out. Yeah. Like it's just very good and therapeutic. Nice. I go to a lot of sporting events. I go to all the football games, all the wrestling meets, as many other things as I can. But right now it's like kind of the end of football season. And I go in the front row. I have, I think, my entire time since I started undergrad. But I have a nice little community there with like some friends from undergrad, some people that we met because they also show up early. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's really nice because like a lot of times I'll show up like, you know, five, six hours before the game starts and you have to do something to spend the time and so having that group of people is really nice and having like the group of people outside of med school to talk to about not med school 
is also really nice. I feel like I should give a special shout out to my friend Dylan. We were roommates a while ago, but he is finishing up his master's this year. So it'll be the last year that we get to go to football games as students together. But it's been really cool to be able to like have that group of friends that care about something outside of just school or just medicine. Yeah, I agree. My friends outside of medical school have definitely like helped me like kind of they've just helped me put things into perspective a little bit too when we were like in orientation and stuff and i remember people saying that you know like med school is gonna like catch up to you you're not gonna have much time for like your personal life and you won't be able to like get back to people as quickly or whatever and i i was sitting there thinking okay i'm gonna like i'm gonna make this a priority like this isn't something like i want to still make time for my friends outside of school uh but then like shockingly enough it's so easy to like not do that and I think a lot of my friends actually, like, realize that. So friends that wouldn't, like, text me, like, first are, like, now texting me more and occasionally and kind of just, like, be in there for me even when I, like, when I don't, like, when I kind of, like, forget or not forget, but, like, it just isn't the most, like, upfront thing on my mind. So definitely thankful for that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I feel like needs to be shouted out is my parents. Mm-hmm. I call them a lot. I like to go on walks or like when I'm like biking home from school or something just to refresh a little bit. But the other thing is like going back to the sports thing. My dad loves sports. And so being able to talk to him about those kind of things, being able to talk to my mom about she likes sports too, but more like she, she likes to talk about music and just like general events. And so being able to have those kind of people in the corner and know that I know that I can talk to them about anything that I need to like school wise, but also being able to talk to them about just like what's going on and what I'm passionate about and those kind of things is really neat. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. Well, my dad and I both really got into Formula One in 2020. Well, my dad had been into it before, then I got into Formula One in 2020, but now it's sort of become a thing where when there's an exciting race on, my dad and I will like call each other afterwards and then talk about it, which is awesome. I'm an only child, so my parents are like, especially like attached to me. (laughs) 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 And when I started med school, I thought it was kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was gonna be like stressful because I, even in college, I was like 30, 45 minutes away. So like I was able to like go home and see them on the weekends and stuff. But I think my parents and I have always had a pretty close connection. And now when I got into med school, like they've done a really good job of just being like patient with me and understanding like when I'm frustrated or like when I'm just busy and like, you know, and like my mom, especially, I am still shocked. Like if I can't go back home or some whatever, she will like come to Iowa City and bring me food. And she, so awesome. she literally came last weekend and dropped off this giant tray <laughs> of Indian food. I don't know. I just I'm really thankful for them because they do so much like support me in any way they can, especially for like they like, you know, they were they were from India. They moved here like they've no one in my family has ever like been in a medical school or anything. So they just they're so understanding and like patient with me, even though they've never experienced something like this before. So I'm really thankful yeah. for that. And my parents also came from India. And we're from a military family, so I'm actually, like, the first person in my family to, like, go into any form of medicine at all. And I don't really see my parents very often because they're either at home in Missouri or they're visiting my brother in North Carolina, which is what they're doing right now. But they do send me pictures of, of the family dog, and they do, like, at least support me. And, and like, honestly, I kind of became closer with them a little bit during medical school. Like, 
Like, like I talked to my mom about like girl issues at one point, <laughs> which I never did in undergrad or in high school or even like before that. And like she was like oddly supportive of it too, which is like very very weird. But I mean, like I don't like see them very often, but like at the very least, I know that like if I need anything, they're just a phone call away. Having that backstop, having that is is so important. It's so cool and. You know, not everybody has it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure that they make other accommodations as backstops, but right. like um, so, some kind of parental figure. Or right. just, you know, other people in their lives. Yeah, exactly. Who, and, who, right. who, like, who I mean, can like, act as that, you know, sort of bulwark against, you the, know. The person you call when you can't figure out how the washing machine works. <laughs> Help! <laughs> and I mean, like, in terms of, like, of like, my social life, I feel like between, like, undergrad and medical school, whenever they said, like, I won't have, like, a bunch of free time. I feel like I actually have a bunch of free time and like, but like at the same time, like if I like hang out with people, I want it to be like meaningful. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like, you know, and, and like, and like usually I'll have to schedule it like in advance, be like, Hey, you want to do X at Y time. And if I do that, I can move my entire schedule around it. And so I feel like I haven't like my, my social life hasn't really adjusted from like undergrad to like medical school but also i had covid in there oh. and so like my social life is better than how it was during covid which is <laughs> exactly <laughs> wow silence tells big, all. big improvement <laughs> sweet well good thank you for for sharing all of that with me that was very nice what are you thankful for what are you thankful for, I, i'm thankful for i you know what you don't th- have to say me. Yeah, you don't have to say us. It's yeah. all right. That's all right. I am thankful for my family. I, you know, you mentioned COVID. And one of the most amazing things to me about that time when we were all like at home and is that I kind of enjoyed hanging out with my family. I definitely enjoyed hanging out with my family. And I heard like from a lot of people, uh, you know, like you on reddit or whatever people are like oh god i'm stuck with my family it's the worst thing in the world and i remember looking around at my family and saying to them i can't really imagine being stuck with better people Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah i haven't i have an amazing family yeah my sister my sister didn't want to go back to like our home and so she just stayed at my condo here in iowa city for like the entire summer it was weird not having as much personal space as i'm used to but it was like so much fun to just have her always around and like have like both of us doing our own thing but then being able to do stuff together yeah our cats were a big part of that yeah too you know we we we, as i've said on the show before we got our cats we got our first cat just as covid started becoming a real big concern here in the u.s and thank god because we had so much to talk about as a family just this little yeah this little crazy wild animal that lived with us yeah, my, um, my cat single-handedly dragged me through quarantine. <laughs> I mean, grateful for grateful for that, and I'm grateful to have to have work that I love. I really do love working here. I love working with you guys, and I love working with my uh, my amazing coworkers. And I feel like I'm I feel like I'm doing something useful. Short coats, we love to hear from you, no matter what. It's about. So call us at 347-SHORT-CT with questions, shower thoughts, complaints about your situation, whatever you like. We'll talk about it on the show. Thanksgiving is, as we've said, a time for eating, 
<laughs> and each of the Thanksgiving dishes that we might think of as traditional. Eating what, you might ask. Have meaning. <laughs> Food connects us with feelings and identity beyond their flavors and textures. They are comforting, celebratory. They help us mark time. They connect us with our histories and subcultures. And what better subculture to connect with this Thanksgiving than the subculture of medicine? <laughs> I'm going to list a series of Thanksgiving dishes that you're okay. probably familiar with and we'll debate which of the medical specialties are best represented by those dishes on the off chance that you have never celebrated an American Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I, I, I'm not talking I wonder about, who you're talking about. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. But on the off chance that you've never celebrated an American Thanksgiving, you can imagine. You can you can use well, I was your... going to say, should we describe the dishes in detail for any listeners who don't celebrate contemporary American Thanksgiving? Why, why not? Or Shariuf. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, we'll debate which of the medical specialties are best represented by those dishes. Are we ready? Okay. All right. Let's start with corn. I think maybe we don't need to describe this. I don't know. Is corn a, <laughs> is corn a universal? I mean, I have an argument for what what corn should be. Okay. I think corn should be pediatrics because oh. corn, if you eat it, raises your glycemic index, which means it's really really sweet. Who are Who's who's one of the sweetest spe- like specialties? Yeah, pediatrics. Oh. And I also I would argue it's also like simple, which means that like you know even picky eaters still enjoy it because it's like just nice and sweet and unassuming. And it's like I haven't met a kid yet that doesn't like corn. You it's, know, it's got the juice. So it's got. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. a more beautiful thing. <laughs> so what do you think cranberry sauce should be, Matt? Cranberry sauce. Oh wait a minute, we haven't finished. We haven't well, finished. No, no, no. The question I'm asking is yeah. because he said. Corn should be pediatrics because corn is sweet. Well, cranberry sauce isn't good, so no, that no, is no. true. So then what? <laughs> We're gonna get tweets, aren't we? Cran- <laughs> cranberry sauce is well, yeah. We we can go into cranberry sauce more. Yeah, but I, I well, think of it as a condiment more than I think of it as a well, let's like a, a subspecialty. Let, let me make an argument for why it's still corn, and that's because corn is also very nutritious. It's very filling. It's got a lot of like substance to it, which is also pediatrics. They are a backbone of the medical industry. Okay. So, anybody else want to argue crunch? corn is something else? No, I think that's perfect. I like it. <laughs> I was going to say maybe corn is GI, but look, look, <laughs> that's a cheap just, shot. A, the decision's been made. Okay. Move on. All right. We're just, efficient here. I just wanted to play devil's advocate. You're like, wrong. Like an internal medicine doctor on rounds, we move on. <laughs> Stuffing. <laughs> Stuffing. Hmm. This is. I feel like this is I, yeah, a this, bit of a tough okay, one. I, have, GI. I, I feel like we need to specify what stuffing is because that is stuffing like, can be a wide category. Sometimes I'm known as dressing stuffing. in other in in other places. We actually, my friends and I had a discussion about this on Wednesday, and we've decided that it is stuffing because the stuffing goes. You stuff it inside yeah. the bird. That's why dressing is salad. Yeah, like anybody who calls it dressing, sorry. Yeah, have you heard the, uh, there, there's a, a comedian, probably multiple comedians, who make fun of Americans, uh, or British comedian, who make fun of Americans for their very literal terms for things this like... This is a TikTok trend and I hate it. Yeah, well, I, I but it, it rings true with stuffing though, because, you know, we, we, they call it dressing maybe over in the UK and, or similar <laughs> things, and, and we call it stuffing because literally we stuff it inside of something. So when I think of stuffing, I think of it like it... It adds to the meal, but you can't have a meal of just stuffing, you know? Yeah. So, so like, I wouldn't think... <laughs> no, I, I buy this. I buy right? this. But, and so, if I had to bet... if I I've done to, it. 
it wouldn't but. be primary care. I th- I figure it would be a specialty of some sort. Okay. See, okay. Okay. And it's in. So couldn't stuffing also just be GI because you stuff it inside of like a turkey or whatever? Oh, okay. I, I think it could be GI, but hear me out. I was thinking of the turkey, and I think the turkey would be something like surgery because it's like it involves a lot of like precision and long hours, and it's like got mm. a lot of variety within it. Like you go white meat, dark meat, oh, all that okay. stuff. Okay, you're, so go- you're going deeper than I thought you were going to yes. go. I like this. So therefore, I think the stuffing is anesthesia. Because yes. it is a supplement to surgery. Oh. But also, like, if you don't have anesthesia, then the patient's going to be in a lot of pain. But I don't... And I'll be in a lot of pain without my stuffing. I don't really like stuffing, and I don't, like... Do you like anesthesia? Huh? I mean... I feel like <laughs> anesthesia is important. I don't want to do no, it. I mean, I mean, that's how they did surgery back in, like, 1,000 years ago when they didn't have any anesthesia. <laughs> Yes, the barbers. Like, surgeons also do clinic hours, so that's like if you have turkey without the stuffing, that's just surgery clinic. Okay. Like, this OR is turkey with stuffing, surgery clinic is just the turkey. I kind of disagree, where I feel like if you want something that adds to everything, I feel like gravy would be a better thing for anesthesia to be because you can put it on you can put it on mashed potatoes you can put it on turkey you can put it on everything and it's like anesthesia is obviously needed for surgery but it's also needed for procedures it's needed for like a bunch of small things on the side it's yeah. so much more versatile than just like just dealing with the turkey counterpoint you guys are going you guys are going big brain i, I like this counterpoint i feel like okay, if we're gonna so i feel as it's a turkey has to be either internal medicine or now surgery. Yeah, and, I'll and, agree. And, and and simultaneously, the gravy can also be like internal medicine because you could you know have turkey on mashed potatoes. No, I'm sorry, you could have gravy on mashed potatoes. <laughs> you could have gravy on turkey and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And simultaneously, internal medicine is going to interact with every single specialty. That's true. That is that's fair. Also, when you think of Thanksgiving, you think of like turkeys. So when you think of like a doctor, I feel like you would think of more along the lines of like I am yeah. rather than rather than specific okay. specialties. Right. So you want to go something broader, you know? Yeah, I guess primary, so, so turkey primary. turkey is iconic as is yeah. Internal medicine. Like they're sort of like the stereotypical. Like your primary practice. care provider. Or yeah. That would be turkey. I, <laughs> I definitely be- think more more along I am because I feel like I think I am just interacts with more, you know? I'm fine with just like adding it all to primary care. And then in that case, I feel like we should make the stuffing like the nurses and techs and everybody that gives backbone to the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. How about mashed potatoes? Mm. Mashed potatoes. Starchy, buttery, salty, maybe a little garlic in the, in there. Let's see, <laughs> salty and buttery. Totally, 100% nephrology. Am I right, guys? <laughs> no, because mashed potatoes are good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We just took oh, a test God. on nephrology. I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't want another kidney question I, until... Well, I'm trying to think. Spring. This doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, but we're here for it. But we're here. Possibly, uh-huh. and hear me out, uh-huh. gynecology. <laughs> okay. Continue. I, because I feel like mashed potatoes are also versatile and you can basically make like an entire meal out of mashed potatoes with like things added to it. So it can be like removed from the context of the Thanksgiving uh-huh. and sort of like it's in its own little world, but it's also very crucial okay. to the rest of it. I, Radiology? I Oh, radiology could be good. I don't know. I threw well, out radiology is dependent on other mm, groups. Mm, yeah, you're right. Maybe radiology is the gravy. 
Because if, I, if Turkey's the, the IM, then radiology, I think radiology is the gravy, actually. What about yeah. pathology? They can be together. <laughs> They're married. Uh, I have some radiologists yeah. and pathologists that might take issue with that. Oh, yeah. uh, my, my dad's a radiologist and he likes the pathologist. No, so. I'm not saying they don't like each other. Okay. Oh, they have, I'm just saying so they're not the same they're specialty. They're not the same specialty, but they do similar things where they're both like vitally important to the rest of the the rest of the hospital and they do it in a way that like one of them is imaging and one of them is uh Different imaging. <laughs> On a side note, <laughs> what specialty do you think has like the has like the cheesiest jokes? Because they could be mac and cheese. Urology. Yeah, urology. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Anybody disagree on that? No, no, it's fine. Like, you're all just mac and cheese. Like, okay, great. It just is. Great. Quick. Like, adult, but also childlike. Yes. Because you can't work in a specialty that deals with penises without having the brain of a 12-year-old. I love that. I, I Back to gravy. You know, gr- I was thinking gravy is really, maybe we've sort of said this, but the way I would say it is gravy ties everything together. Yeah. And if that's the case then I agree with the primary care. See, I think I pref- I think the radiology because primary care like, you know, bleeds into other things but is its own thing whereas like I think the radiology pathology thing where it's like it's added to a lot of other specialties and makes them better and more able to function. Mm-hmm. I think I still think primary care is a turkey. Okay. Or pri- primary care and internal medicine can share the turkey. <laughs> Going back to the mashed potatoes. Uh, we never really fixed the mashed potatoes. I kind of like the idea that mashed potatoes is like OB-GYN because it obviously goes well with internal medicine and stuff. Mm. It can do its own thing because gynecologists do primary care. It can go into different meals as well. Like everyone loves a steak and mashed potatoes in the same way that like the same way that like obstetricians kind of like do their own thing and they don't necessarily like need to be part of the Thanksgiving dinner. So I think that considering how versatile ma- mashed potatoes are as an individual dish where it's like gravy is really versatile in that it assists everything it has. Yeah. Mashed potatoes are really versatile in the way that they are just amazing in so many different situations. Yeah. And it's like, you're not going to eat just gravy by itself, which is why gravy to me doesn't fit with like, like, you know, primary care Mm. specialties that stick with themselves. Like, 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 look, gravy's lovely, but only crazy people would like sit down with a bowl of gravy and eat it like a soup. It's too rich. You need to okay, like that, uh, drizzle it on other stuff. Hey, Matt. It's a little close to home for me, but okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do I get food after this? I'm hungry. <laughs> Green bean casserole. Hmm. What haven't we covered yet? I'm bad at my specialties. So let's describe green bean casserole first because I feel like I'm not in like the. I can't picture a green bean, ca- yeah. green bean so casserole. The green bean casserole, I think the classic sense, and please, anybody, feel free to interrupt me. To me, green bean casserole is green beans, cream of mushroom soup, and French's onion topping, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you bake it. Yes. It's a very simple, very Midwestern. Yeah. Like, anything slathered with cream of mushroom soup is just so quint. Like, we took something, we put cream of mushroom soup on it. It's a casserole now. Enjoy. So that, to me, is what it is. Oh, gosh. So it's supposed to be healthy, and then you add a bunch of things that are unhealthy. I mean, that's Thanksgiving, is it not? (laughs) Yeah, but I'm trying to think of a specialty that, like, looks like it'd be interesting, and then you get deeper, and you're like, oh, all right. Oh, don't make... Neuro. Neuro. (laughs) I also do not like neuro at all. Yeah. I, I, it takes a very special kind of person to become a neurologist. A lot of my, a lot of people I see go into neuro, like bounce right off of it. 
All right. Uh, no shade to neurologists for the record. Hey, Y'all look. are wonderful, but. Yeah. All right. And what's the best dish? Because that would be ortho. <laughs> well, we already decided mashed potatoes are obi-gynes, so. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Ortho can be ham. It's good. Yeah. It, it's a little out there. It's not for everybody. It's yeah. not for everybody. But the people who like it really like it. That is actually a very good point. Yeah. Okay. We talked a little bit about cranberry sauce. Yeah. Cranberry sauce can be rheumatology because it's bad and confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We haven't put psych in any of the foods yet. That's true. What food is psych? Somebody. I think psych would be like a, would be like a side. Yeah. But like, but 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 it's like a side oh, that's like really oh. important to some people. Psych can be. What about sweet potatoes? Like sweet potato casserole. Explain. Well, I'm just thinking of a side that everybody likes. <laughs> it's got marshmallows like on it. I, I'm kind of thinking. Oh, like, it makes you happier. There we go. I was thinking, kind of on the same page, like psychiatry is hot apple cider. Yes. In the way oh. that it's delicious. It's vastly underused. People think that they don't need it when actually they do. And like, it's not considered by most people to be like a quintessential part of Thanksgiving. But for the people that like apple cider, they like apple cider. Mm. I I actually fully agree with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You win that one. M- mince meat pie? No. Where are you pulling this? Wait, that's just wait, not, that's wait, not wait, on no, the Thanksgiving no, no, no. table. I, I have the perfect one for this. <laughs> what? Radonk. <laughs> okay. Okay. Would you like to? D- would you like to care to elaborate? Because okay, here he was clearly hoping that we would all be like yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was very hoping everybody would be confused because. Well, you, it, you got us. You did it <laughs> exactly. Okay, here think about it. Right, mincemeat pie. It's really, really out there. No one really kind of knows what it is, except for the people that really <laughs> like mincemeat pie. What is radonk? I mean, you're right. There, see, there you go. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll buy that as an argument. Like, 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 like the mincemeat pie has to be a very niche specialty. Yeah, like very, very and, much so. And They're like, it takes five minutes to explain at the Thanksgiving dinner table, just like the people that bring meat, meat, mincemeat pie to Thanksgiving. It takes right. them several minutes to justify their decisions. Exactly. <laughs> are there any, are there any specialties that are strictly European? Because the only thing I can think of when you say mincemeat pie is like Britain. Mincemeat like pie. pie. Yeah, it, or shepherd. It is well, more. That's a mashed potato. It is more common. I think. <laughs> like shepherd's pie is British obigine. My dad loved mincemeat pie, and I, don't know, I never could really I, see it. I mean, I I think I've I've heard of it. Is it actual meat? I've never. I don't. I mean, I think it depends. Yeah. It's probably one of those things where it was probably made with organs at one point, <laughs> and then now we make it with ground beef because the world is like. Yeah. Pretentious now. Why is everybody Googling suddenly? Like, because I don't know what a mincemeat pie looks like. I don't know what like. it is either. <laughs> I was thinking it was something from Game of Thrones, to be honest. It probably is. <laughs> what is... I just, like, all... For, for our listeners at home, like, Dave has been Googling for about 10 minutes. Literally, simultaneously, all three of my co-hosts pulled their phones out and started ignoring each other and Googling. What we, like, is this? this? Is, yeah. Why is I it look a can? And it doesn't look like it's meat. It looks like it's... Yeah, there's a lot of hey, other it's stuff. It's a combination Matt, we of make dried fruits. We can figure out what it is. Spice, sugar, nuts, or a fat of some type, which is sometimes meat. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it looks like it's a, a very variable I, on what mince meat actually is. I have an idea. This is supposed to be like a sweet meat pie. What's wrong but with there? Them? Might not be meat. In it. <laughs> I, I have another idea for a specialty. 
What's up? Okay, so like you know how like you have like like that herb butter sauce you like put on everything and it's really really good. Uh huh. Dermatology. Oh. Yeah. Because it's oily and it'll give you acne. That and like it's <laughs> it it's on everything or and like it's like it's like the skin just like you know skin. what I mean. <laughs> like you put it on like the turkey skin before you throw it in the oven. Yeah. You're like, I, okay. I guess. You know what? I don't know you put if it I on su- your rolls. I don't know if I super so. buy it, but I guess I buy it. Fair, fair. But I think you could say butter in general. Yeah. I don't know if we need to call butter a specialty. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we just did. Well, you know, <laughs> it's derm. <laughs> Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. I asked this question on the med school, medical school subreddit, and not everyone stuck to the assignment. <laughs> so I gotta look this up. <laughs> so no, don't look it up. Okay. Because we're gonna play a game. You can look it up later. Okay. Fill in the blank. Reddit user kindear5551 said the paper plate is blank pile on the food until the plate breaks primary care yeah um, okay. i was thinking family medicine okay i mean same difference yeah yeah what do you think try <laughs> surgery i don't know yeah family medicine was yeah kind year five 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 one dang the coach Tyloo said blank is the turkey soup you make with leftovers rarely the initial consult but routinely makes life more enjoyable hmm this is an interesting one path Okay. It could be path. Really I was also thinking possibly palliative. Okay. I was thinking psych when I heard that. Oh, okay. Okay. So many good. I feel that's, like that's cards like gets consulted a lot. Who? Cards. Okay. But does cards make life more enjoyable? Wait, wait no. Internal medicine. Because if you're a surgeon, you could just like send them off to surgery. Oh no, so like <laughs> admit them to medicine and then not have to deal with the patient anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's weird to say that internal medicine is a consult specialty. Yeah, you don't really you consult specialties of internal medicine, not really like mm, that's true. The internist. No, all answers are wrong, <gasps> as uh, Judge John Hodgman would say. Physical med and rehabilitation. Mm. Oh. Um, Reddit user chocolate French toast says good username yeah it's making me want some french toast it, blank is the aunt that brings a rare expensive wine with their sky mall solar powered bottle opener but manages to burn the mashed potatoes <laughs> neurosurge no i'm kidding <laughs> it does feel like neurosurge it doesn't bit. it like like, like that the sky mall bottle opener really feels and like then, and, and then like the stereotype is that they're not really home very often so they don't really have like the best family life yeah so they burn the mashed potatoes <laughs> <laughs> You guys ever wow. heard the joke? Is like, how do you uh, how do you hide twenty dollars from like a neurosurgeon? How tape it to the back of his kid? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh wow! I feel like this could be ortho. I'm gonna jump in there because oh. they're good oh. at what they know, and then anything they medicine any- related, yeah. they're just like, nah, that's not that's not my job. Uh, okay. You know what? I'll see. I'll yeah. To be fair, the bones are pretty great. <laughs> The answer chocolate French toast provided was, oh, it's chocolate French roast. Oh. Less good of a username. By the way. (laughs) Sorry, chocolate French roast. Interventional radiology. I think it's the Sky Mall thing specifically. I guess. Big machines or something. The machines, the toys, you know, the. the, But uh, interventional radiologists are good at things. I was going to say, say, like, IR. Like, IR people are nuts at what they do, they're so good. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's this a is bad take ch- from somebody ch- that's not in medical school. Reddit user BN Doc says blank is the 13 year old cousin that refuses to eat at the table and is playing with his Nintendo Switch in the corner. 
Oh, that's anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> anesthesia, rads, pass. Anesthesia or ER. And I say this as someone who really likes ER. All right. The answer for BN Doc was radiology. Again, Man, people really hate why, radiology. Why, what's, what is with all of these like Reddit people hating on radiologists? Like radiologists are wonderful. Yeah. Well. Like Matt's dad. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. wonderful. He okay. has never once played on his switch rather than talking to his cousin. There you go. <laughs> Underwhelming non-trad says blank is the sandwich you make with the leftovers for the next week when you're too tired to cook anything else. Soft full, a little chaotic, a little different every day, probably shoved in a lunch bag where you forget about it because you don't have time to eat. This one, I think, sounds like emergency. Yeah. Yeah. It is emergency. Yeah, I was going to, the overstuffed and like chaotic was like, oh, they mean emergency. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, another ep says blank is cranberry sauce from Interception, a.k.a. Current Jelly. Wait, Wait, from from Interception? Because Matt, you said earlier in the intro, was your little cranberry. And what's Matt into? OB. Oh. That is... D- I'm sure that guy knew that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I guess I was thinking GI. What is interception? No, What's interception? How did they spell it? I thought you would know. I've in, no. in the, the interception. I-N-T-U-S-S-C-E-P-T-I-O-N. Is that not... Okay, people who are still in like medical classes, is that not the thing where the intestine does... I'm, I'm going to have to make this hand It is exactly apologies. that thing. It yeah. telescopes on, into itself. Yeah. The jar of Canberra sauce goes like... <laughs> but that's also not what interception is. I, I, <laughs> I don't know the, what it is. You just Googled it. Yeah, but I looked at a picture and that's all I did. So the small intestine goes into the large Yeah, intestine. like for, for our viewers, Oh, that's it what it means this. by telescope. It's okay, yeah, I get yeah, it, yeah, I yeah. get it. Like an antenna, yeah, like yeah, one of those yeah, old yeah, antennas. Yeah, okay, okay. There's uh, no way to do this with your hands without doing... Is it urology because of catheters? <laughs> They go no, into... No, I think it's GI. Or is the specialty going into something else? Interception, as I recall from the part of the job that I did do, is indeed a telescoping of one section of intestine into another. And one of the signs is a, is, is like gross red stools that are often called current jelly. Aww. No, because... But actually, there's so there's two then, because there's current jelly for this, but then there's also current jelly sputum, which you get from infection with... Somebody save me. What's that infection? Is it Klebsiella that gives you current jelly sputum? We didn't talk about this. <laughs> and if we did, I forgot you know, it. Please hurry up and Miranda, take step one. You, Miranda, yeah. again, we are we are currently, you know, I'm on an exam to exam basis. Yeah. Once I it's, know stuff for one exam, it's gone. Like half of what I learned for this oh exam, my gosh. like gone. Yeah, like again, like exam to exam basis. You know, it's about to be Thanksgiving break. Most of what's going to be going through my head is like the people on Love Is Blind. All right. Okay. Fair enough. One more thing we have to do before we... Wait, uh, no, what was the answer? Oh, pediatrics. What? What? I guess, what? Kid, I guess it happens to kids a lot. Uh, okay. Well, it's it's, yeah. it's common be, in, in... I mean... Wait, you gotta be kidding me. What was the, what was the mm-hmm. post? It said Thank this you, is the interception of something. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it, it just said cranberry sauce because interception, Blank is right? cranberry sauce okay. from interception. Like Blank that. is cranberry sauce, a.k.a. currant jelly. Okay. From wait, Interception. Wait, wait, wait! Don't you mean like from the movie Interception? No, <laughs> I think you're thinking Inception, but okay. It's We've okay, got a listener man. question from Thor. 
a youngster from Out of Thunder from Canada. From, I think it's Thor. I it was hard to. I think it's Thor too. Yeah. Okay, good, awesome. A youngster from our neighbors to the north who just wants to shadow and do it well. Here's Thor. Hey, shortcoats. My name's Thor. I'm a 17 year old from Canada. I just had a question regarding shadowing doctors for you guys. I love shadowing, but I also love feeling helpful. And so I was wondering what you guys have either done while you're shadowing or M3s, M4s, what you guys have seen people do while shadowing that you thought was helpful or beneficial. I know my job is to observe, but I love being sent to, you know, go grab supplies or answer questions. And so, yeah, I was just kind of wondering what can I do to be the best shadower someone's ever had? Thank you guys so much. You guys rock. Thank you, Thor. The answer is nothing. Yeah, the, yeah. the answer is stay th- stay out of the way. Yeah. You know, so like, hi, Thor. Um, thanks for the question. I think it's kind of like a little bit of an interesting question. And yeah. these, you know, coming into the field of medicine, we all kind of like want to help people. And so like I kind of like admire the fact that you, well, you kind of figure that out. You want to help people as much as you can. But like in, in my in my like honest opinion is that I don't think you should be focusing on helping people while shadowing. So shadowing is is a unique opportunity. And this is coming from someone who's like worked like a bunch of jobs in the hospital, right? Like it's basically the only time where you're going to be following a doctor and you could see what they do in their day-to-day life as well as the things that they like and the things that they don't like and kind of like just how their job goes. And I think that like if you want to be the best shadower you can is that you should actually kind of get a sense of like what the doctor does as well as their likes and dislikes and try to like see if that's part of the job that you can tolerate and that you'd also kind of enjoy yeah i i get that you want to help people but like in my opinion i feel like it i feel like you'd be better off just kind of like harnessing that and then applying the volunteer in the hospital yeah. because not only mm-hmm. like you like, know there there are other venues for that element right. of your desire which is a noble right. one but yeah. that like shadowing is not the time for it. Shadowing right. is your time to like learn and be educated. Right. Yeah, and the purpose of shadowing isn't like to be helpful. It's right. Yeah, to, like, it's to learn if you want to do that if, job. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So I think maybe asking questions would like help you be a good shadower. But like if you want to be a good shadower, that's not gonna. That doesn't mean you're gonna like be right. helpful. Yeah. I yeah. guess there's two things that I'd say. One. The most important one, I think, is that everybody loves talking about themselves. Yes. That's why we're here on the podcast talking about (laughs) ourselves. So ask them questions about what they do, what they like, what they don't like, because it'll give you more information about if you actually want to be a doctor. And it'll also make them think that you care. Not to say, like, you don't care, but, like... It it tells them that you care. It tells them that you care. And people, like, if you just talk about yourself for an hour, like, I'm sure we've all talked about ourselves for way too long, and we leave being like, wow, that was a great conversation. It's been an hour and 16 minutes, so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the other thing I'd say is that if you really want to, like, impress them with your smarts or whatever, is, like, look up what they do before you go in, so that way when they ask you pimp questions, because doctors don't know how to not ask pimp questions, did you get asked a lot of pimp questions? I, yeah, I, I have been. done a lot of like clinical connection stuff. I don't think I've I've been pimped like twice and they weren't even really pimping. And also I feel like people pimp medical students. They don't pimp people who are shadowing them. So yeah, I'm going to disagree. And okay, I'm also going to disagree well, because I feel like if you walk in and gen- respectfully disagree, I'll respectfully disagree because if I feel like if you walk in and shadow and then try and be like, oh, I know this, 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 I think that's probably going to turn the doctor off a little more because that's going to present. Oh yeah, as definitely you, don't like, act like you're arrogant. That's yeah that's bad. like like the best thing to do is to just come in and be curious and be open and it's yeah, fine yeah, if you be like an active learner yeah, yeah. be an active learner hey, like I don't think be that's passive. what you want to strive for i think mm-hmm. you can ask questions and like 
be like be as curious as you can be definitely don't like not interact with them like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um you want to seem interested like people he, people that take shadows want to teach you like they yeah. right. are aware yeah. that like you're curious you want to know things so they like it when you participate that's there's what's going to make you a good yeah. shadow there's a temptation to look at shadowing as like a hoop that you have to jump through to get to medical school that's right and i think what we're saying is that it's really just the opposite yeah. um, it's it serves a useful purpose if yeah. you if you you know, go about it with the right attitude yeah. and the and the right intentions, then you can get something valuable out of it. I think shadowing is useful for an individual. It's not something you should do for like an application. Yes. Like yeah. It's more for like, it's more for you than it is for anything else. So yeah, like if you want, like we were saying earlier, like if you want to like get some medical experience and also like, you know, engage that part of you that wants to be helpful, like looking for low income clinics, they always need help. And you can usually be a little bit more involved, maybe not necessarily with patient care, but with patient interaction. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, you could also get an EMT or a CNA and be like a PCT yeah. in a hospital. Yeah. And yeah. then you would get have that same I like part of like helping people. But you would have more involvement. Yeah, I was well. gonna say like the thing I really like about like 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 instead of like shadowing, but, like actually like volunteering at like yeah. at a hospital is that they will train you, so you'll actually be able to do more, and you'll be able to like actually help patients or other people. And along with it, you're gonna be able to like be in other parts of the hospital that you're not gonna see while you're shadowing, right? Like I've like whenever I volunteered in the hospital, I was in central services for a while. I was in transport orderly for a while. I even like worked in like linens for a while and like spent six months like chopping up like strawberries in a restaurant. Yeah. Like 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 was I able to help people and like still be a part of like the healthcare team? Yeah. And like and, and again kind of an appreciation for that. But the one thing that I didn't really get to do while like, you know, filling up carts in the ER and everything was interact with the physicians that much and really yeah. see what they were doing. Which that's where shadowing would go in and fill the gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like volunteering and especially in hospital, because you're right, it gives you a really good sense of what everybody on the healthcare team does. Like as medical students, we don't learn a lot about what nurses do, what transport staff does, what, you know, the, it's not catering. What is it? Restaurant, linen, nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. That's what I'm thinking of. Like we don't really get a sense for what all those people do. Volunteering will put you in contact with those people. But you're right. If you're thinking about applying to medical school, you need to like learn if this is going to be the right career for you before you're like three years in and you realize ah ah pants i don't like this pants <laughs> in the application process you'll get asked why do you want to be a doctor a thousand times yeah and like volunteering will help you understand what kind of patient care you want doing everything else you do will like understand like your type of person how you like to teach how you like to learn those kind of things but shadowing is one of the only experiences and it's like a really unique experience to doctors and medical students where you can get a chance to like see what they do in their daily life and just like follow them around in a way that's like okay could I see myself doing this not for like a summer or whatever but like could I do this for 30 years then obviously like it's hard to like do that after a day but the purpose of shadowing is to be able to ask yourself why would I want to do this for my entire life so I would say with that in mind as the primary function of shadowing. Think of yourself as a as like a reporter of some kind. Come up with a list of questions that you want to that you want to ask the person you're shadowing about their specialty, about their lives, about their training, about their patients, about 
even about like if you're shadowing somebody who works as part of a private practice, even about the business of medicine. Yeah. There are so many aspects to physicianhood, to that, to this career that don't often get talked about. Try to ask questions that'll get at those things. And I think you'll learn a lot about your future and the kinds of things you're going to be, you're going to be asked to do. Pay attention also, I would say, to the things that they don't like about their, their jobs and decide whether those are deal breakers for you. Pay attention to the things that you, that they do like about their jobs and find out and try to sort of pre-determine, I don't know, determine's not the right, but pre, pre-think about whether those are things that you would really like and that maybe you might someday not be able to live without doing. And that Mm -hmm. will help you figure out specialties and things like that. I think another really important thing to think about or to ask them is ask the doctor that you're following around or care provider what they do for fun because there's if some the answer is I do nothing for fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what like no, there was one person that I shadowed that had never heard of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <gasps> It's fine if you've never read it before. But like it's a book. It's a book. Are you sure it wasn't a movie? It's also also a movie. It's also a movie, but it was a book first. This Uh, person uh, would have probably been in like college when this book came out, so they have no excuse. But yeah, ask them what they do in their free time. Because some of them will have really good things about like how they like love to spend time with their like partner and children or whatever and have hobbies and stuff. And then others will be like What's a uh, hobby? No. Yeah. I like asking them like what their lifestyle is like outside of the yeah. job. Yeah. I know I know a different person that I had said that they tried to pick up golf but they didn't like it because they weren't good at it. And I'm like, bro, bro <laughs> so you only do things you're good at? Is that your entire life? That's all I do. I was going to say like, yeah, you know, when they came to the medical I think school. Been, that might have been me. <laughs> it was like, you know, like, like when they came to the medical school, they were immediately good at their self-specialty, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the residents, oh yeah, first year intern. Yeah, they're already chief level, man. Well, thank you, Thor, for writing in with your question. Best of luck to you on your journey. I'd like to hear more from you about about what you find out while you shadowed. Yeah. But that's our show. Matt, thanks for your help producing this week's show. And thanks to Coraline Etler for coming up with today's Thanksgiving debate topic. Thank you. Happy Miranda. Chirayu. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. And what kind of carbonized turkey would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week? If you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever fine podcasts are available, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Thank you to this week's editor, Angela Mahoney. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine student government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the besters get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use 
But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you, I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about, but I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. This Short Code Podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com.